So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Welcome back to the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football podcast, everyone. We are back. We are back. We are We're back. getting Doug back. Yeah, we don't have a Doug on this show. That would have been we way don't. cooler if we did. It would have. Who's Doug? Isn't that his name from the hangover? It That's is. the guy that they're looking for. It is. It is. Uh, but yeah, we're back. Took a little uh, post-fantasy season hiatus. Recharge the batteries a little bit. Get our minds sharpened for the off-season that is to come here. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. How, how, how did you spend your break, Jake, from the show? I spent it being rad. And uh, if I can say so, getting better already for next year. So nice. that's how I spent mine. Uh, but not really. I, I was really just a laze about for most of the time, which felt kind of awesome. It kind of mm-hmm. felt awesome to not have uh, all of this hard work that we do here every week, Dustin. That's just right. Just be able to coast through it. How about it, yourself? I, pretty much in the same boat. I didn't do much of anything fantasy related. I uh, did, did a bunch of DFS, uh, did a little fan duel. Little underdog, little monkey knife fight. Did, did a little bit of all the platforms. Just uh, still have a little skin in the game since I was in no fantasy championships here. Uh, but yeah, I just I just relaxed. I, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to get into the off season here. Um, got lots of great stuff coming up here over the next uh, few months here of the non point scoring season for all yeah, the this dynasty is my players. Time. I like the non point scoring season more. Can I mm-hmm. can I make that a hot take? Does that qualify as a hot take? I enjoy no. it more. No, that that's not a hot take whatsoever. Good. Glad we're in yeah. agreement. Stone cold yeah. take that the non-point scoring season better than the actual fantasy season for this. That's right. So yeah, we've got a great show for you all this evening. We are going to start over the next few weeks here kind of reviewing and recapping uh, some of our predictions and what we thought was going to happen. Today we're going to Talk about quarterbacks, recap the position, what we got right, what we got wrong, dive into a little bit of what we got wrong and why and how we can use that information for upcoming next year when we're projecting how we think these quarterbacks are going to finish. And then we're going to finish the show up with a little DFX. DFX? No, DFS. Extreme DFS. (laughs) A little action on this weekend's games, kind of go through... uh, what we think is going to happen and, and, and place some money down and, and see how that goes uh, for next week. Cause the fantasy se- fantasy season may be over, but there's still fantasy sports to be played. And with the NFL playoffs, why not get a little extra something, something earn a little cheddar in the process, a little extra something to pay attention to, you mm-hmm. know, especially if your real life NFL team has been knocked out of the playoffs at this point, you got to have some sort of investment in there. We That's don't right. have that issue. Of course, as Packers fans here, of course, to get that out of the way. Hope I didn't just jinx this. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, uh, great first round of the playoffs there this last weekend. Uh, it would have been nice if there was three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. No Monday night game. That would have been preferable for me. But uh, nonetheless, it was a great uh, weekend of playoff action. Some of the games were a little bit of blowout, but it's say- still playoff football. And you just you got to love it. Yeah, just, I would have preferred I would have preferred closer games, of course, mm-hmm. but that's what you get with an expanded playoff system. They're not mm-hmm. all going to be winners, but it is going to be more football. So that's you right. Know, that works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's move on. Get into it here. Let's not waste too much time. So we've got our beer of the week, our unofficial sponsor. I think we could say yeah. uh, local brewery Delta Beer Lab. Uh, I can't even show a can because we don't even have a can, but it is their coffee brown ale mm-hmm. and it is delicious. It's very coffee. You can smell that coffee in there. Really perks you up. You know, this is an evening recording and it really, it does its It's job. It's got a beautiful color. It's very clear. You can see through it. Great coffee flavor. Very malty. I love it. Nine stars out of 12 stars. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) what this system is. I I panicked. Uh, I really do like this. I, of course, have to say I like all of their beer in general. In fact, mm-hmm. I just went there this weekend and enjoyed a whole helping of them, and they were delightful. But I, you know, this time of year, I'm more partial to the darker beers. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, it feels right, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, Dustin, <laughs> let's not prolong this anymore. What was so that laugh? You, that, you, you were very <laughs> giddy right there. 
That is that's as close to an evil laugh as I think I'm going to get on this show, probably, because the anticipation is killing me here. We had a hiatus, of course. You mentioned mm-hmm. it. But you know what's still waiting for you after that hiatus is the beer bet payout from uh, way back in week 17 when we made this. You didn't think yeah. this would just go away, did you? I honestly kind of forgot that we did one. I totally <laughs> did. I'm glad you put it on the sheet because that didn't even cross my mind. Well, I don't know how glad you're going to be after we actually, you know, relive this. But I'm not uh, glad. (laughs) No, week 17 again, flash way back here. We made the bet, and I I put this one out there, of Tyler Lockett versus Amon Ra St. Brown. And I don't know why. I don't know why it was Lockett versus St. Brown. I don't know why I even went there. Just probably lack of other options. And uh, I think I recall that I actually put it out there. It was going to be Amon Ross St. Brown versus the Seahawks receiver of your choosing Mm -hmm. if you chose. So you could either do Lockett or you could do DK Metcalf. Yeah, and I took Lockett. You took Lockett, straight up. Which, by the way, in terms of the Seattle receiver to have was the right decision. But in terms of the overall... Doesn't make me feel better. (laughs) In terms of the overall decision, still not a great one. So it ended up with Tyler Lockett, who you chose. Mm-hmm. Finished with 12.1 fantasy points. Very respectable number. Very fine number. He was wide receiver 34 on the week. And then there was Amon Ross St. Brown, who had 35.4 fantasy points and was the wide receiver two on the week. So hopefully you played Amon Ross St. Brown in your league if you mm-hmm. had a game going at that time. Because dude crushed. Mm-hmm. So before I, I take the shot here. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. If you have him on your dynasty roster, are you trying to sell him high? Or do you think he is the real deal and you want to hang on to him? I think he's very talented, but I'm not booking on uh, him retaining the same level of production for next year because he did benefit from TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift being out at various points there. They're going to bring in some out. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to bring in some other guys this mm-hmm. offseason. They have to they have and to. <laughs> i'm not saying that any of them are going to be as good or even better than he is but they're going to be better than what is below amina ross st brown on the depth chart right now and so i think you can get a absolute ransom for him right now so go ahead and, and do that all right on that note jake you're an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius cheers thank you sir even the pounded even pounded the table doing the, the yep. proper Proper method. Part of that out of frustration, I'm sure. I'm surprised the glass didn't shatter in your hand. Oh, I I would never hulk it. (laughs) Well, do we want to divert the attention away from something bad that happened to you to something else good that happened to me? (laughs) It's all about you, Jake. It's all about you. Yeah, let's get into our favorite segment here. Drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 trade of the week. I had to put this one in here this week, Dustin. We talked no, this about is a it. Good one. We talked about it this past weekend while we were sitting watching football, and I had to share. This happened just about a week ago in my own Superflex Dynasty League. It is my favorite league. And not just because of traits like this, but because of the people in the league who are all fantastic. But uh you might know her from Twitter at Alexa Trade Toss, one of my league mates in this league, has a tendency like myself to enjoy the drunk trades. And so uh, a message came across our league chat about a week ago where she said, I'm tipsy. Anyone want Kyler for a good wide receiver? And I perk up, of course, at the notion of that because one, I like Kyler Murray this past weekend. Of course, not a great showing for Kyler Murray, but I like him a lot as a dynasty Mm -hmm. asset. Uh, I need a quarterback. I've got Russell Wilson and nothing in that league. Got to start adding to it. And all she was asking for is a wide receiver. Now that actually meant decoding it meant a wide receiver plus a first round pick because i I then get the following offer where she'd be giving kyler murray and i'd be giving cd lamb plus the 107 for this year's draft Mm -hmm. thoughts yeah on on that i like it to get a quarterback that has the upside of kyler murray now we'll probably talk about him a little bit here uh, when we get into our recap but someone that has the potential to be a number one quarterback in the league. We love that upside. That offense is ascending, I feel like. I know they've had a bunch of injuries and they're still trying to maybe get a couple of the proper pieces there in wide receiver wise. Uh, but yeah, I love Kyler. I think that's great. I mean, I hate to be like, oh, it's just CD Lamb and, you know, a pick. But chances of you finding a wide receiver that hits is better than finding a quarterback that hits in the draft. So sure. 
And the 107, that's probably going to end up being a pretty darn good player. But again, picks are not guaranteed on if they're going to hit. I, I would rather take the sure thing. I mean, I use that in quotes because we know anything can happen. But take the sure thing in Kyler Murray, especially in a super flex league where you only have the one quarterback that's coming off an injury from the season. Could be moving to a different team, so it could be learning a whole new offense this offseason. There's a lot of chatter about Russell Wilson and being traded and whatnot. So I, I like that move. And I and I think that's I think it's a good move for both sides. Like I think it's a very even trade as far as value goes. Yeah, and some additional context because that's always important with these. And now I can provide as much as anybody could want, uh, because it is from my own league here. She still has. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert for quarterbacks. She is perfectly fine oh, good Lord. for quarterbacks. So this was a luxury that she was able mm-hmm. to trade away, Kyler. Obviously, out of the three, she felt most comfortable moving Kyler, mm-hmm. which I understand, because um, it, it's outrageous. And now she has a, what she believes to be a stud wide receiver. I was a mm-hmm. little bit less, I'm a little bit shaky on C.D. Lamb right now. I don't know what I think about him, but he is now by far her best wide receiver. Next on the list is Mike Williams, and then there's a pretty big drop-off after Mike Williams. Yeah, even, had a, had a definite need. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And now, like you said, you, she could even maybe hit on a wide receiver at mm-hmm. that 107 spot in this draft yep. and kind of double up there. Well, especially in a super flex league, I mean, there's going to be a pretty good wide receiver. You're probably going to get the wide receiver three, maybe, at that spot. Wide receiver two, wide receiver three, depending on how things uh, shake out. Because, you know, the quarterbacks are going to go right away. Running backs are going to go fairly early, too. So, yeah, she I mean, she could get one of the top wide receivers. Again, we don't know if it's necessarily going to pan out, but uh, yeah. definitely would help bolster her roster immediately. Yeah, that was so, a yeah. fun one. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and, and don't forget your little uh, uh, follow-up message. Oh, you're right. I even wrote this down. I, I forgot later that night. Because this, this is the best. Because this is the best. Emphasize how much of a drunk trade this was, how true to form this was. Later that same night, this probably happened sometime in the late afternoon. And then later at night, I get a follow-up message in the league chat, not just directed to me, but in the league chat from Alexa says, when did I get CD Lamb? <laughs> So not only did we make a a great trade, she immediately forgot that she made that trade. Um, It was a Groundhog Day moment for her. Oh, that is that I saw that in in the uh, show notes, and I was like, that that just is the 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 cherry on top of the whole trade because that is fantastic. (laughs) Oh, you gotta love it, gotta love it. All right, do we do we venture headlong into the quarterbacks now? Yeah, let's do it. So. I think here what we'll do, Jake, uh, just peel the curtain back here for our our, our listeners here. Um, I think we'll go through points per game because that's the most fair way of doing it uh, for the quarterbacks, how they finished, and then we'll talk how we rank them. If we hit, we can really kind of move on from it. If we were off by quite a bit, uh, let's discuss a little bit of why that happened and maybe how we can remedy that for draft season next year. I love Sound it. like a plan? You All like right. It. So number one points per game overall was Josh Allen. No surprise there. He had a great season. Uh, we had him as our consensus two overall. So I think we did pretty good with that. Perfectly nothing, fine. Nothing to talk about there. Uh, number two, Justin Herbert. A uh, little surprised that he finished as number two. Uh, he was number two overall plus in points per game. Uh, we had him slightly lower. Uh, consensus at six. So not too far off, but a little bit lower uh, than what he finished, obviously. Um, so moving forward, I what do you think about Mike Williams? Because I know he is on a he's slated to become a free agent after this season. So do you think he stays with them at the Chargers? Do they get a new tight end, maybe bring in someone there to help bolster that? Like, what do you see for this offense? And do you see Herbert kind of reproducing what he did this year? I think that Mike Williams is gone. And I don't think that necessarily hurts Justin Herbert too much because we did see not only when Williams got injured as he just does. Always does. He does. It happens. I know nobody's injury prone, but Mike Williams, right? He does get dinged Um, up quite a bit. Quite, quite a darn bit. So I think he he moves on, but we saw Jalen Guyton, we saw Josh Palmer, we saw their sort of, you know, second, third string guys really step up and be fine 
with uh, with Justin Herbert. And obviously that's the focus here is how much is it going to affect Justin Herbert? Mm-hmm. I really don't think it's going to be that much of a, of a downturn there. And of course, if he walks, they could add somebody. They could always add somebody. It's always a carousel with wide receiver mm-hmm. and nothing to discount Mike Williams about. But there are other Mike Williams types that they could still bring in and might be a little bit healthier overall where they don't have to worry about that. So I think this is certainly no fluke. And uh, Justin Herbert's second season doing this, I think he is, you know, he has to be in your top three for Dynasty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree pretty much 100% with you there, Jake. The only thing I might add is that I would, I do think he's going to walk and I would pretty much expect them to bring in another piece, whether it's a rookie a fairly, or maybe not, you know, a first or second round pick wide receiver in the draft, but uh, spending decent draft capital on him or bringing in uh, a wide receiver in free agency. Maybe not the big splash name, but someone that, again, is a Mike Williams comparable type player. All right, number three, Tom Brady. I don't think anybody saw this coming with with uh, tremendous Tom here. Uh, we had him as our consensus ninth overall. Uh, the guy just continues to fucking play great, and it just is a thorn in my side. I, it annoys Stupid. me so much that he's so good for so long. Stupid now. It, it, I, it's gone past the point of being cute. Now this is just stupid. I, I honestly, I think he is a cyborg. I, I think he's been replaced yeah. by a robot, and that's why he looks better, because the people that designed him uh, made him a little too handsome uh, and, 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 and rolled back the years. But no, um, Tom Brady, I, I want to say this is it. He can't do it anymore. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen here if he's going to retire after this year. I know he said he wants to play for another 20 years, probably. But um, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. I I mean, he says that, but you never know if they win the Super Bowl for some reason. Does he go out on top, uh, pull the old John Elway like we talked about this weekend? Does he come back? I mean, he really doesn't have anything else left to prove, I feel like. But you never know what drives the guy. So we'll, we'll just assume for this scenario that he does come back. Chances are they're going to lose Godwin in free agency. Right. Uh, Antonio Brown, obviously, is not going to be back with the team. What What do you think about Tom Brady then for next year? I I, I would think, assuming he stays healthy, he's got to be in the top 10. He's going to be a QB1. I think until Tom Brady officially retires and we see the papers, I have to see him like sign the papers or whatever it constitutes where retirement actually happens. There has to be at least the Instagram post, if nothing else. I have to right. see it happen. And until that point, I can't rank him outside my top eight anymore. Okay. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I thought, I thought this year I was actually being like bullish on Tom Brady because I had him at quarterback eight. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm finally just going to, because the past couple of years, I was like, I'm out. I'm not oh, dealing with Tom Brady. Same He's here. out of my top 10. And I was like, no, I'll move him back into my top 10, but I won't put him in my top five. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I traded Tom Brady, I think five years ago, four years ago, when he had that little bit of dip. Uh, I traded him then, uh, and I actually got a decent return on him. And now I'm just like, fuck, I should have saved. I should have hung on to him, man. Like, he, he totally had a resurgence, and he's done great. Uh, I bet you felt so smug when you made that trade offer, too. You're like, oh, yeah, look at what I did. Getting rid of this old fuck nuts. <laughs> no, uh, it, 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 it was a fair trade. I'm not going to, you know, it's okay. not like I, I got some great return on him. But it was, it was a fair trade. But now, looking back, uh, I probably lost a little bit on that deal. But... Yeah, I don't see how you can rank Tom Brady outside the top 10, at least, at a minimum. Yeah. Um, His clientele, just... I mean, the, the supporting cast is still going to be mm-hmm. really good. Even losing Antonio Brown, which is sure thing, of course, likely losing Chris Godwin. It's not like we talked about this this weekend. It's not like they don't have guys waiting in the wings mm-hmm. who are very good football players. Scotty Miller is a very good football mm-hmm. player. Tyler, Tyler Johnson, good, great. You yes. know, Gronk will stick around as long as Tom is there. I'm yep. convinced of that. And does it matter anything else? Probably not. No. no. Okay. So number four, uh, Kyler came in number four points per game. Obviously missed some time. Uh, finished as the number ten overall. But in a points per game uh, realm, gotta like that. Uh, we had him as our number three, so I think we were right on. Uh, I know you were a little bit higher, had him as your number one, but I think overall in our consensus ranking, we were right there. So. Number five, Mahomes. Uh, again, missed missed a game uh, there. Uh, we had him as our number one overall, so a little disappointing. But I think we saw that the offense just struggled as a whole this year. We didn't see Kelsey do Kelsey things that we've normally seen. Tyreek struggled a little bit. I mean, this whole offense just kind of sputtered 
in, in spurts this season. So I don't know if that's just defenses are finally getting the, the playbook down for Kansas City where, you know, they're just not going to be that electric every single week. Obviously, with the talent they have, they can still bust out those big plays and run up the score real fast. But uh, maybe it's to a point where where defenses have started to figure them out. What do you think? I don't know. I just think it's uh, a little conspicuous that without Sammy Watkins there, everything just went to hell. You know what I mean? Oh, he put the uh, lizard think- curse on him. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, no, I I agree. It was a weird tale of two seasons there was that big lull in the middle it almost just it looked like they were bored mm-hmm. out there for some games and and maybe that's just what you get for being that good maybe. <laughs> everybody's just kind of <laughs> walking through the motions um but we obviously saw them kicking on at the end of the season mm-hmm. they're still alive here in the postseason doing chiefs likes things so he if he's your number one in dynasty obviously i still have zero issue with that and it would be hard for i coming into the season had him and kyler kind of 1a and 1b mm-hmm. and i think that that's still the case um kelsey that's the question i want to ask you things i believe run through tyreek hill more in that offense but you're right obviously when kelsey's not on it's it's just as big of a hit to the mm-hmm. team if he does finally hit a wall next year what does that do for mahomes with your rankings not much, really. I mean, they've got other weapons on that offense. And I know people want to say it's just Tyreek Hill. But I mean, we saw what Daryl Williams has done here in the later part of the season with CEH being out. He's been catching the ball, actually. They still have CEH mm-hmm. there. Um, who's their backup tight end? I've seen him make some plays. Noah Gray is uh, really yeah, good. Young yeah, guy he's, coming been, on. he's been coming on. So I think they'll be just fine. I mean, Andy Reid is a good coach. He'll find a way to get his players in the right scheme for them to succeed. I mean, he's done it forever and a day. He'll continue to do it. So I'm not too worried about that. Fair. All right. Number six, A.A. Ron Rogers, uh, having another great season, typical Aaron season here. Uh, we had him at eight overall. I figure we're pretty close on that. Don't really need to talk too much about it. Uh, we'll see what happens for next season. Obviously here with the off season um, drama that is sure to ensue. Uh, next, we had a tie for seventh overall or eighth, however you want to put it. No, wait. I think it was a true tie for, for eighth, if I'm not mistaken there. Oh, let me back up here. Uh, I got to scroll a little bit. Um, we also had Jalen Hurts was tied for sixth, uh, with That's Aaron Rodgers. That's uh, that a is big a big one, one. we got to talk yes. about. So yeah, he was sixth overall in points per game, ninth overall QB rating. Uh, we had him in our consensus 19, uh, which is brought down a lot by me. I'll admit I had him at 24. You had him at 12. So I was the one that brought down that ranking quite a bit. And I admit I, I just whiffed on this. I did not think based on that small three game sample that we had at the end of last season that that was going to continue like it did this year. Obviously, we saw him struggle a little bit and maybe for real football purposes, he's not the best quarterback. But for fantasy, oh, man, I was so wrong. Like. Um, and I really like what the coaching staff did. Like they had him, they, they kind of schemed to their players better for real football, which I don't know if that helped or hurt, uh, Jalen hurts, but, um, I, I really like what the coaching staff has done there for their team at least. Um, but yeah, Jalen hurts, man. I, I totally discounted the fact that, you know, kind of that dual threat quarterback, uh, more so the running. I mean, he beat Michael Vick's, uh, touchdown rushing touchdowns for the season, which blew my mind. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was wrong on him. I will have him much higher while I have him in my top 12, probably. Um, but again, it kind of depends how things shake out this offseason, what they do uh, with their receiving core and so on. Uh, those are my thoughts on Hurts. What about you? Yeah, it's it's basically you get all of your points from him from his rushing ability. You, I think you were even nice about the way you said it. Like, yeah, he's a runner first for fantasy purposes. That's all he was for you was right. a runner. I mean, for real NFL, yeah, he had his moments and he, he definitely shined some games and he definitely was bad in some oh, yeah. I mean, this last weekend against Tampa Bay, we talked about it there. Secondary should be very mm-hmm. beatable, but he could not beat them. And, uh, that was, that was a bummer for me for his outlook going forward for next year, because at some point you do have to be able to balance it out, Mm -hmm. especially for fantasy, because you can get stops. Eventually they will stop you. If your entire identity is running as a team, your quarterback runs and it's all your running backs doing all of the legwork, 
they're going to stop you eventually, so you need to see some sort of progress. I think he'll get there uh, mm-hmm. as long as they continue to give him a chance. I do think that he'll get there at least enough for him to be very reliable next mm-hmm. year for fantasy. Well, and I maybe know in, he's out after next year. Who knows? Yeah, and I know in college he was a fairly good passer, so maybe they just you know don't have the right scheme for him quite yet, and they're working that out. It's a brand new coaching staff this last year, and I do think he's earned himself another year at least. I know Philly has a ton of draft capital this year. But they have so many holes on their team. I can't see them burning a bunch of that draft capital just to take another quarterback early. Um, what Hurts did fine. Like he was totally fine for real NFL purposes. So I think he's earned himself another season at least. And for fantasy, then yeah, he's got to be in your top 12 easily. Oh, yeah. I, I, assuming even everything stays the same and they don't add or switch around pass catchers there, I would still take him inside my top 10 without question mm-hmm. just because I, I love that rushing consistency. Mm-hmm. All right. So now moving on, we've got a tie for eighth year with Dak and Lamar. So for Dak, we had him at four and Lamar, we had him at five. Obviously, uh, both quarterbacks struggled this year offensively with the Cowboys. I don't know what it was. Uh, they, they have all the same pieces there. Yeah, Gallup was hurt for a chunk of the season, but you still have Amari and CD. You know, there shouldn't be any uh, drop off there. I want to just, I, I, because the bias is in me. I just want to say, say it's because it. of Mike McCarthy yes. and his terrible coaching. Uh, because there is no reason. I mean, we saw it as Packer fans for years. Like our offense would sputter and we had all the talent in the world on our offense. Uh, so I just want to chalk that up to Mike McCarthy and poor coaching there for, for Dak. Uh, Lamar, they definitely struggled this year. Um, I was listening to, um, who's I listening to? Oh, Dynasty, uh, nerds, uh, earlier today. And they were talking about Lamar. They were talking more about the, the JK Dobbins, but they were talking about the offense as a whole and how he had statistically one of his worst seasons. Uh, since he entered the league so that was really disappointing to see although I did like to see that they were throwing it a little bit more and I know part of that's probably just because they had all the old running backs and their running backs got hurt but um, you know we saw Marquise Brown actually become a very reliable wide receiver for you Um, thoughts on either of those two Jake Um, I'm not concerned about either I think the way that some folks are I know the sky is the sky is falling on Dak Prescott right now uh, a lot of that just, <laughs> you know, it's recency bias with the mm-hmm. last game that he played and obviously some weird decision making going on there. And I think people are just bugging out because Michael Gallup is probably going to be gone. And like mm-hmm. you said, Gallup was out for a portion of this year. And now Dak only finished eighth overall. My Lord, how could he? Um, I also think there is going to be some sort of sort of shift at the coaching position, whether that's Helen Moore being gone mm-hmm. or whether that's Mike McCarthy being gone or, or whatever it happens to be. I think there will be a bit of a reset next mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and I think Moore most likely will be gone if, if I had to pick one of the two. Yeah, that's just me. And some of the blame should fall on Kellen Moore for mm-hmm. this, obviously, as yep. the offensive coordinator. Some of that has to fall on you. So I don't want to put it all on Mike McCarthy. It's fun, right. too. It's, it's a fun lot of too. fun. I know. But I don't want to put it all <laughs> on him. So I think, uh, you know, things shake up. You're going to probably still have, well, you'll absolutely have C.D. Lamb there. You'll probably have Amari still there. I think that contract is set in stone for next year as well. Yeah, I, I think for next year, that's pretty safe. It's the following year, I think, is when it becomes easier for to move him. Yeah. Zeke's massive contract has is, is loaded him down there. He is a uh, big bunch of concrete falling into the ocean right now. <laughs> that Dallas offense, and he's not going anywhere. So Money-wise, not performance-wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, this year he was very, very good. We'll talk about that next good. week. We'll talk yeah. about it next week. But, but in any case, I'm fine with that, Prescott. Definitely still fine with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He just, it, it sucked. Like, he had Mark Andrews and nobody for a while, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And they'll write that. They'll get guys back next year. Uh, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. All right. And then we had uh, number 10 was Joe Burrow. Uh, he was our consensus 13. Jake, you kind of brought that down. I had him at number nine overall, uh, but you um, were a bit lower, a little bit bullish on him. Bit lower? I was so out on this guy. I, I'm surprised I had him at 18. It felt like in my heart I had him at like 30 coming into this season. I just didn't trust the offensive line and the new injury. 
with him. Mm -hmm. It was the combo deal. And uh, I'll be the first to admit that was the dumbest goddamn decision in retrospect here. I felt really smart at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, that first game where he threw like four touchdown passes just to Jamar Chase. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is working out real well. That uh, that that was a nice uh, pickup there by the Bengals, bringing back a uh, reuniting the quarterback and wide receiver from college uh, that that really worked out well for them. So um yeah, I mean, and this offense is only going to get higher. I could see myself having him a um, few spots higher than than what I had him had him at this year, just based off of what we've seen, uh, how the offense has really started to click the second half of the year. And I think that's yeah. more to the fact where, as you were saying with the injury, is he finally was feeling healthy and really confident on that knee and not really thinking about it and just going out and playing. And I think that offensive line gelled better than we expected. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's cool. Tip ups up on uh, on that whole offense moving forward, man. That is that's gonna be a fun one to watch, and good for them for winning their uh, playoff game. I just want to say I was rooting for them. I hope they go far in the playoffs because it, it's been they're due. They're due for some good things here. So I'm congrats, Cincinnati. All right. Uh, yep. 11 was Matt Stafford. We had him at 12 overall, so we were right there with him. Um, Russell Wilson finished at 13. We had him at seven overall. Obviously, injuries kind of derailed him there. Um, that whole offense, I mean, Chris Carson got hurt. They had a carousel of running backs trying to just have a warm body out there. Uh, everything just kind of took a step back this year. Um, one with Russell's injury, but then with everything else going on. So as I mentioned can earlier, I ask, oh, can go I ask ahead. real quick about him. I'm just very curious. We don't have to talk about him a lot, but if he stays there for some reason. Yes, he has talent. God damn it. Every time. Every with time. This nonsense. That commercial will haunt me until I die. It's going to be, you're going to custom engrave it on my epitaph. I've already decided I'm probably going to die before you are. So you can engrave it on my epitaph. But Russell Wilson, what I really wanted to ask is if he stays in Seattle, because everybody's assuming he's going to move, which mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense, of course, that he could go to one of these spots like the you know, Denver desperately needs a quarterback right he very well could go there or maybe even you know las vegas moves on from Derek carr and he is a replay i don't know there's a right. lot of potential land spots. yeah there is but it's just as likely at this point that he stays because they're unwilling to budge mm -hmm. the same way that they were this previous offseason they being just the the seahawks general management yep. about allowing him to move so they might just say screw it you're sticking around dude and if he does, is there any chance he's in your top 12 next year? Um, I think so. I mean, there's a chance. It'll, it'll be close. I'd probably knock him down a bit. Uh, it'd be right on that edge um, just without, you know, looking at things. And I mean, there's so much young talent in this league right now um, that I don't know that Russell's talent will be able to supersede that. But I mean, he's always going to be in that conversation. Uh, I think the one thing we saw from him this year is that he wasn't running nearly as much as he had. And granted, that's he wasn't a dual threat running quarterback, but he always had that in his game, kind of like Aaron Rodgers earlier in his career. Like he wasn't known as a runner, but he could run and, and made big plays. I think um, age is maybe starting to catch up with Russell a little bit on just that aspect. Obviously, his arm talent is is you know, no discussions there, but um, I just don't think he's taking off and running as much as we saw, which, you know, the rushing yards does make a difference on those touchdowns. So, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence here. Just real brief about dynasty with him, because that's important at this stage where folks are trying to trade. Do you wait to see if he does sign with a new team, which would, I assume, bump his value pretty far up in the dynasty community? Because if he goes to Denver, people are going to be, be going oh, gaga. Yeah. Right. Or do you right now maybe try and trade away before the announcement comes down that he stays in Seattle, potentially, in which case I don't think anybody's going to want him? Uh, I would wait, honestly. I mean... I mean, he's still fairly young. What is he, like 33? Like, he's fairly young as far as quarterbacks go. Uh so if he does get traded, I mean, you will be able to get a boatload for him and mm -hmm. and you just profit off of that. But if he stays, oh, you're stuck with Russell Wilson. Like there's worse options out there on your team. Let's be honest. Sure. So, I mean, it's not like you're losing out if if he stays with Seattle and, and you can't maybe trade him for as much as you would hope for. Sure. All right. Looks like I missed. um I missed a quarterback here, Kirk Cousins. And no, that's not just a Vikings slight. Uh, <laughs> it kind of is, to be honest. It, well, it, 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 it basically sums up Kirk Cousins' career. He's always the forgotten one. He always ends up as a quarterback one. Every single year, he's right around that 
nobody thinks it's going to happen. And he just did it again this year. Uh, we talked I, about it when we had I our know. initial preview of quarterbacks. Are we too low on this guy? It feels like we're too low on this guy. He yeah, always it, finishes this high. And we're like, nope, yeah, screw we it. Let's leave yep. him where he is. Yep. Yeah, we had him at 17. And yep, he just finished as a QB1 again. No big uh, deal. So I think maybe we're going to have to uh, uh, remedy that for next year. I'll say it that I will now, but I don't know that I can hold myself to that. It'll probably rank in the same spot next I know. year. <laughs> I know. Um, let's see here. We talked Russell. Trying to scroll through here, Jake. Um, looks like next. Well, let's. We don't need to go like spot by spot at this oh, okay. point, but I All do right. think that All there's, right. you know, because once we get past this initial uh, nice chunk at the top tier, there's just a few guys that I wanted to at least look at here. Okay. And I. I'm curious about Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz finished at QB 17 in points per game, 13 mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Now we had him uh, cumulatively fairly high, which I, I don't even know how we got him this high in our cumulative rank because neither of us were super high on him. But I think we were just that low on everybody else I <laughs> around so. him. I think it just happened but, by default. Yeah. And so I expected better things out of Carson Wentz this year for for fantasy because the scheme and the reuniting with Frank Reich seemed like it would be, you know, wheels up. Like, not like top five guy, but obviously where we had him at felt Mm -hmm. about right. He didn't finish that well. I think just because the end of the year, they realized Jonathan Taylor was on the team. Oh, yeah, maybe we should be using this guy as our focal point (laughs) instead of Carson Wentz as our focal point. And then you saw the shift, and then he didn't have as many useful fantasy weeks. So if he sticks around in Indy, which is still my assumption, I think they'll keep him Mm -hmm. uh, for next year, then it's buyer beware. Like, don't be this, especially if you're just looking at the overall finish of QB13. I just don't get caught up in that, thinking that he's going to be that for you next year, because I Mm -hmm. don't think he'll be relevant at all next year. Yeah, it's it's tough to say. I mean, the fact that Indy uh, isn't committed to him for next season yet, I mean, that says a lot considering they don't have anything else um, kind of waiting in the wings and they paid a first and a third for him. So, yeah, that, that says a lot. I think that's lot. why they keep him. That may be. Uh, and maybe another year in this offense would be better for him. And, you know, he had those weird injuries to start the year. So who knows? But, yeah, I'll probably be a little bit lower on him uh, as well. Um, what about, um, way down here on our list, Jimmy G, I ended up playing essentially the entire season here for San Francisco. I think we're all in agreement that he's going to end up getting moved this off season. Uh, cause they get, they brought in Trey Lance. They're not going to just let him ride the bench. He's had a year to kind of grow and learn. They're going to want him out there, utilize his rookie contract as best they can. Uh, but Jimmy G. Very serviceable this year is what number 17 overall uh, in points per game and overall QB. I mean, he was serviceable. He had serviceable weeks for sure. Um, I know I started him in my one QB league a handful of times this year, uh, just based on the matchup. And he's going to get a starting job somewhere else. Correct? I I think so. Or or at least he's going to get the the camp uh, um, competition to to be a starter. Well, and there's plenty of destinations. I mean, we talked about the ones for Russell, but there are some other ones for Jimmy G that make a whole lot of mm-hmm. sense. I know that Pittsburgh came out today and they mm-hmm. said they're rolling with Mason Rudolph for next year. Probably, Bullshit. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> buying that either. And I think that Jimmy G actually makes a good about of, mm-hmm. uh, amount of sense for a bridge quarterback for them. And if well, he ends up there, then amazing. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I mean, same kind of style as Big Ben, where he's not super mobile. Mm-hmm. Especially Big Ben in his like earlier, like mobile enough, but he's not a mobile quarterback where they'd have to change their offense. They could run the same offense that they do now and have a much better quarterback on hand. Probably. I feel like I feel like Rapolo needs more safety nets than what Pittsburgh currently has in place there in their offense because Shanahan just has all these safety nets. Number one, his name is Debo Samuel, and it's just get it to him five yards and then let him take it 80 for you. You know, that's the approach this year that really boosted Garoppolo's numbers. It's like the right. yak monster. Well, and not just him, of course, everybody uh, there. Right. Is everybody on an offense like Pittsburgh the same? No. But I still think he makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Now, if he moves someplace like that, though, do you want a game manager as your quarterback, especially in a one QB redraft league? I don't. No, no. As a QB one, you know, as my number one quarterback, no, I wouldn't. Um, he'd be a good QB two. He'd be a good QB two in a super flex league. 
sure. uh, for dynasty purposes. Um, but yeah, in a one QB league, no. I, I mean, I wouldn't be drafting him. I'd pick him up off the waiver wire or maybe in a weird league like our home league where you have to have a second quarterback on your roster. Um, yeah, I might pick him up uh, to, again, depending on where he lands and what the schedule is for the team. Um, he might be my backup use for bye week fill-ins. Yeah, I I just want to call out, I missed so hard on this. I was expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to start like two games and then they'd move on to Trey Lance immediately. It obviously didn't happen. Trey Lance is obviously more of a project than I thought he was. So that's that's a bummer. But next year for Trey Lance then, since we're on the topic here, assuming Trey Lance starts from the very beginning, I was incredibly high on him this year. You thought he'd be a top 12 guy if he started the majority of the season. I maintain that that would be the case because they're keeping all of those big weapons there. And now you add the rushing ability of a Jalen Hurts-esque type of guy. So it feels like the sky's the limit. Are you feeling that? It could be. Um, Not as much as you are. I'd probably have him just outside my top 12, to be honest. Uh, Maybe in that 13 to 15-ish range. Um, We'll see where things all kind of play out here um, once we get into doing rankings but yeah i don't know that i can get him right into my top 12 unless like come training camp time he's just lighting it up and like preseason you know he's just lighting it up and he looks like a totally different quarterback than what we saw out of him this year then maybe but yeah again there's just so much young talent there's so much talent in the league right now that i mean you're really splitting hairs and trying to push him into that top 12 i don't know that i can just make it there with him Totally fair. Now, compared to, because I think this is a nice little, a nice little neat way to wrap this up here, potentially. Let's talk about how he compares to the other rookie quarterbacks who this year, we, the highest, of course, that we were on was Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Everybody was. Everybody projected yep. Trevor Lawrence. And we had him as our consensus QB 16. He finishes overall 23 on points per game. It gets so bad. He's quarterback 37. Yeah. That just speaks to all of these. God damn it. Every time he, he doesn't miss with the clerk's reference. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence, not what we expected by far no. this year. But and that team was just the coaching. biggest dumpster, si- dumpster fire. Oh. Yeah, Co- coaching. We, we we can blame yeah. it on coaching for this year. I, at least that's what I will do mm-hmm. uh, because fuck you, Urban Meyer. And then there is Justin Fields. Similar type of situation. We weren't quite as high on, on him this year. Still thought that he would be significantly better than he was. Finishing quarterback 43 in points per game. I, it's, it's about as bad as you can possibly be. Again, bad coaching. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's Zach Wilson, who didn't get to play as much as those guys. He dealt with injuries and whatnot. Quarterback 37 and points per game. They were all bad. All of these rookie quarterbacks were bad. And if you drafted mm-hmm. them, you should feel bad because they did nothing for you. Mac if you, Jones if you was drafted the them, If you drafted them to be your starting quarterback in a one QB league. Fair. I mean, or even that, as your reserve quarterback. If you took them as your backup guy, you still, you couldn't use them. You couldn't use them as a backup even. True. Right. I mean, maybe say for a game or two, you know, Justin Fields. Had yeah, a game he had, or two he had a couple games, season. but yeah, it, overall, yeah, you couldn't use them at all. So out of those guys, so out of, again, Lawrence, Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, who was the steadiest of all of them somehow. Uh, if you had to for next year, is there anybody that you're targeting right now? Let's say in your dynasty league. Um, it would probably be either. Well, for next year, for sure, either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Probably Trey Lance, just because we know the pieces are there. They're not going anywhere. Um, yeah, you may have another running back that comes in, but that doesn't seem to matter in that offense. Justin Fields, he's going to have a new coach. I have to imagine they're going to bring in another wide receiver to replace Allen Robinson after this year. Uh, I hate to say it can't get worse for him because it always could, but it's hard to envision it's going to get worse. Um, so those are the two for sure. Obviously, if you can get a discount on Trevor Lawrence right now, uh, you should try to get that dip because I think he will be fine. Maybe he's not going to be the second coming that we all thought he was going to be in the NFL, mm-hmm. but I think he'll be fine. Uh, like you said, it was bad coaching this year. Uh, they'll get someone else in and, and turn that thing around. I like it. And I and I do agree. I still I love Trey Lance. Maybe it's just because I haven't seen him. He hasn't been able to disappoint me yet, technically, because he just really hasn't played. (laughs) Maybe that's all it is. But yeah, I I love him. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think we should call that good for the our quarterback recap. Let's do our quick here DFS pickums for the week. Call the Vikings. 
was terrific, Jake. I had not seen the drop yet, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> so yeah, so here's our DFS segment we're going to do here for the rest of the playoffs through the Super Bowl. Um, so let me get it up on the screen here so we can see. We'll just do we'll do full screen here. You don't need to see our faces. So um, I am in my underdog uh, account here. Um, we are doing the pickums for the NFL games for this for this week. Uh, we are going to pick five players so we can get the 20 times the payout here. Um, right off the bat here, Jake, they have a special line. Debo Samuel, one reception yard. I think you got to smash the over. Got to smash that over. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you, underdog, for that beautiful gift. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, any particular games you want to focus on here, Jake, or should we just kind of go through them all, uh, scroll through and see, how do you want to do this? Well, I would like to just very briefly go through what the actual matchups are for this coming weekend. In case anybody is just curious, we can get this in the aggregate. Yeah. So we've got Cincinnati at Tennessee and we've got San Francisco at Green Bay. We've got Buffalo at Kansas City. And those are the only three that are showing on here right now. Oh, well, that's fine. That, that's plenty. Now, there are, of course, other matchups. This might be just the Saturday lineup. Does that make sense? No, nope, no, they've got the Sunday Buffalo game. Okay. Uh, these well, are these are the only lines that are out here right now. So and maybe it's because it is early and they'll establish more lines as the week goes on. And that that mm -hmm. makes sense. But we have plenty to work with here. So I love that we got the gift of Debo. Of yes. course. Now, Smash Cincinnati. That over. Yes. Cincinnati, Tennessee. How do you feel about uh, really eyeing up the wide receivers for this, especially on the Bengals side, because Tennessee, not that great of a secondary this year, very mm -hmm. beatable. And obviously we know with Joe Burrow and those receivers, crazy good things can happen. Now, do you mm -hmm. believe in Jamar Chase enough to attack something like this this weekend? Or do you think he'll be nicked by T Higgins? It's, it's hard to say. But I also don't want to keep betting against him because uh, yeah. he's just been amazing this year. Uh, so 92 and a half yards. That's a pretty like, good line. Yeah. And, and you know, he's definitely had, I believe he's had 500 yard games so far this mm -hmm. season. And that's the thing with Jamar Chase. All you really need is the one big play and you're three quarters of the way there. So I would take the over on Jamar Chase and actually feel good about it this weekend. We'll, we'll, we'll throw it in there. We can always change if we see a different uh, player here. Yeah. All right. Do you want to touch a Titan at this point? Because I'm a little nervous. Not really. I mean, if I were, it would be A.J. Brown, and I'd probably hit the over on the 75 and a half uh, if yeah. I had to pick one. Uh, Julio, 55 and a half. Like, yeah, that that's seems so doable, but. You I'd really rather take the Julio. under on the Julio. I truly, I would rather take the the under on Julio. He's been so disappointing, but I know that there's always the possibility of a 150-yard game with Julio, even at his right. advanced age. <laughs> right. Uh, but let's move on. We can always go back to that. So then um, the San Francisco Green Bay. We've already got one on Debo, so we can't do a second one. Uh, but we've got Aaron Jones, Devante, and A.A. Ron. Any of those looking enticing to you? I feel like there's a trap here with Devontae mm -hmm. Adams because 93 and a half yards is very similar with Jamar Chase, with the exception that Devontae Adams is the guy on this team. There's no worry about a T. Higgins type of dude here coming in to, to take away from him. But both of these teams have pretty slow rates of play. Like San Francisco and Green Bay, I think people should expect uh, the under for a lot of these types mm -hmm. of things. Uh, so, you know, Aaron Rodgers, 265 and a half. I'd be considering the under there. I'd be considering the under, under for Devante as well. I think there's going to be a lot more rushing on both sides than passing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we've seen Lazard become more and more involved in this offense as the season has gone on. Not that that's taken away from Devante, but it's just something else to consider that, you know, maybe it is, uh, you know, they double Devante all game or something and, and it opens up everything else for the, for the rest of those wide receivers. Uh, let's just skip that for the time being. And then we've got uh, Buffalo KC, um, some very stout numbers here. Josh Allen, almost 300 yards. Mahomes, 290. Kelsey, 74 and a half. Any of these uh, tickling your fancy? I want to call attention to the Josh Allen total yards. So Mahomes does not get that benefit. Right. It's pass yards only for Mahomes, but it's total yards for Josh Allen. Now, uh, these two teams could have a very low scoring affair. I understand mm -hmm. that anytime you play the Bills. But Josh Allen, if there's a team he's going to have to catch up with or at least be competitive with, it is the Chiefs. 
I'd be curious about that over for the total yards there. Yeah, and um, I was just pulling up his stats from the playoffs here so far. Uh, 308 passing yards, 66 rush yards in a game. So, I mean, he had 374, I can do math, um, <laughs> yards <laughs> in this game. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I kind of like that. Yeah, that that one I would feel we'll fairly that. confident in. Okay, so we've got we've got three of five. We got to pick two mm-hmm. more here. I keep flirting back to the Julio line, fifty five and a half yards. Like you said, it doesn't it doesn't seem like much, and obviously it's doable. It's doable for any wide receiver, right? Not just you know, not just a legendary Julio Jones. It's doable for anybody. But Julio has been such a massive disappointment. To the to the point where, like, even in the playoffs, I expect him to come out after a bye week, rested, and he'll put up like three catches and get you forty yards, probably. That's the type of line that I'm expecting from him now. Mm-hmm. So you want the under? I think the under is a good way to go with this one. All right. All right now, one... how about this? Since you were hovered over there, I know it's Joe Mixon, and I know we don't like to talk about Joe Mixon in any positive ways, but he gets the ninety-one and a half, and it's rushing plus receiving for Joe mm-hmm. Mixon. Do you think he's had such a solid, consistent year? There's maybe been three games this year where he hasn't come close to that. Every other game, he's been very close or over. Well, he had only 76 total yards between the two last week in the playoff game versus uh, Las Vegas. He had 48 rushing yards and 28 receiving yards. So it's not like he had a smash game last week. Uh, And... You know, Tennessee's rush defense is a bit stronger. Uh, it's a stronger part of their defense, I should say. So I don't know that I like that. If if I were to do that, I would I would probably take the under uh, just because I, I feel like they're just going to pass the ball all over the place. Okay, well, let's take a peek at it. Does anything else stick out to you? Um, that, that's if, if anything might be the Stefan Diggs take the under on that 79 and a half. Um, let's, let's do Joe Mixon. I'm going to go under. Hey, now we can stay on brand. We can That's root right. against Joe Mixon for this weekend. And I'm going to throw uh, five, I'm going to throw five bucks down. Woo! Uh, and since we're doing a 20 times multiplier, it's payout of a hundred bucks. So here we go. I like it. Boom. I like it a whole lot. So there we, we go. folks. did it. There we did. We'll see how it comes. We'll recap next week. Uh, let you guys know how we finished, uh, in our, thought processes here uh but that was a great show i I like what we did uh obviously we have uh nothing else to talk about uh just enjoy those playoff games hopefully one of your teams is still in it uh go paco i have to throw that out there before we sign off uh please go out give us a rate and review helps others find us uh we appreciate the feedback on the show any off-season trade or um dynasty roster construction questions our dms are open hit us up at drinking fantasy hit up my partner here at jake trowbridge or you can hit me up at ff dusty dog and until next week folks keep drinking and talking fantasy football cheers ffers